Pickaxe. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world. Each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? Then we'll review an episode from Doctor Who's 60-year history, which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions. This is the definition for Chumbly. Receiving a <laughs> or taking a now, I was going to say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> not mm. as often as I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Oh, funky. Yeah, some lovely funk to that. Welcome. Wow, to what the an intro. Hatch Hatch Welcome show. To Hatch Sorry, Hatch I, I really thought that Chris Trot was going to do the intro <laughs> as he expressed his joy for the Fingal, which was provided by Sam Wyatt. Thank you very much for the Fingal, by the way. If you don't know what a Fingal is, it's a fan jingle that we play at the beginning. And you can submit those at hatch-films.com. So thank you very much for that. Um, anyway, really how you guys great. Do? So I saw you put lips into a, a W, and I thought that was going to be like, oh, welcome to the hatchet. So I was like, oh, he's going to do it. Who knows anymore? Who knows? I'm, I'm Chris still Trot. in lockdown. Yeah. And uh, you notice that all these. Alex Smith. I'm yeah, here. It's all fucking falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> just like our lives. And that's it. Uh, but we're, we're exactly. fine. And uh, it's just an hour that we spend every other week. Talking shit, really. We don't really plan these very much. Ross puts together some awesome, funny articles and some loose stuff. Yeah, handful. And uh, we just kind of, this is our chance to really vent, you know, and really just make sure everyone's all right, you know. And uh, what is the world okay? (laughs) Fuck knows. (laughs) Probably not. Well, do you know what's actually quite exciting in terms of the podcast? Somebody stop him. Uh huh. The exciting thing is we have, um, we're now apparently on the Rooster Teeth um, page now, is in their website, so we can, um, What's Rooster can Teeth? find our podcasts there. What's Rooster the Teeth? Rooster Teeth male uh, chicken. is a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, with teeth, um, in more specific terms, it's uh, an animal trot, and it has teeth, or does it actually have teeth? No, that's why. Do have teeth? Or is that a metaphor? No. <laughs> they they kind of I think they have like a hard element of their beak which is slightly serrated, but I don't think like not serrated like a fucking steak knife. Like you know, like there has some bumps in it. There's a little bit, but no, yeah. I think that's why there's the saying "rare as hen's teeth," which is because they don't have ah. teeth. 
But then again, I would refute this because obviously, you know, I'm a world famous reptile owner. Um, they call me Exotic Smith. World famous. And um, yeah, world famous. I've got three whole you can reptiles. Tell this. And, his background if you're watching the video he's got yes. loads of and the, the the febreze air because bitter dragon <laughs> shit smells like a, a pig's been living in your house um so anyway they have the reptiles obviously birds reptiles very very similar they have the little bumpiness they have like a hard jaw and that's what i think must be in a a cock's mouth wow. okay well i mean that's good i mean Anyway, Rooster Teeth, Teeth are an <laughs> online platform um, of online uh, entertainment of all sorts, really, but mostly gaming, um, especially where we're concerned. But they've also um, had an agreement with the Yogscast, who um, we're partnered with as well, uh, to host several um, parts, aspects of what we produce. So they are producing and hosting our podcast. We're producing it. Confused that up as well. So Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> what? I've always been. What are they doing? It's one of those days. Just one of those yeah, fucking days. Of, Everything needs to be backwards. Really, it does feel like one of those days. I forgot what time it was, so I set this up very late. And then we had loads of audio issues anyway, so there you go. Um, but yeah, Rooster Teeth, I've, day... I've always admired that company. It's Friday. Yeah. It's Friday. I've always admired that company because I remember back in the day pre-YouTube, which is a foggy memory, I will say, um, they had like a website already and they were already trying to make a business out of red versus blue on their website i was like this is cool they got like their own thing going and they're making like merchandise off of this halo series where they just like voice act over the top yeah. and they just they've made a thing out of something yes yeah, it's, it's impressive and um <clears throat> i've always looked up to them as like from a business standpoint yeah. i'd say and then we've actually interact with them in the past we've done a lot of we did a siege thing with them a couple of times oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, one where it was online and the other one where we actually went to their RTX London pre-show thing and played Siege mm -hmm. against Alfredo, Jeff and, and Jeremy and those guys and Humes was there fanboying his ass off. It was a great time. <laughs> uh, they had a really professional setup and was. the setup was actually run by Sam Gibbs and uh, members of Fourth Floor. So Yogscast had a hand in the professionalism of that. So I think the partnership was, was the starting that point uh, like a year ago. Mm. Um, and now it's just like a yeah. Put your put your videos on our site and see what happens with it. I think that's basically the partnership right now. Uh, there's yeah. nothing extra, mm -hmm. but and a bit of interaction. Yeah. We did like a stream with the Achievement Hunter guys the other day, playing some TTT at about five frames a second. It's good stuff. Yeah, that was. Um, I think they were hosting a server on their own personal computer. So yeah. we then yeah. So, so we, we had some about terrible tech issues. I didn't yeah. realize that engine, uh, the latency also uh, makes your frames less. You'd think that it would just be yeah. like data rather than your actual visual no, <laughs> frame rate. Mm. It's insane. Yeah, it's a bit messy. So, yeah. But, I mean, either way, yeah, so it's hosted there. So if anyone from um, the Rooster Teeth community does happen to, for some reason, skip to episode 32, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're Hat Films. So welcome aboard. Uh we I'm hope you've enjoyed switch. it up to this point. Um, unless you've just jumped to this one, in, in which case, you've already seen the shambles. We, we started as a shambles. Uh, as we mean to go on, really, let's be honest. It doesn't it's get much better shambles. than this, I'll be honest. No. Uh, the quick summary. Uh, Smith, if you were to like summarize what we are, hat films. Why is it called hat? Where's the hats? We've got one hat. What is it? What are we doing? Who are we? Are we the fun house <laughs> in the UK? Tell us. 
Um, we're three him, uh, men, three men who've lived in Bristol for 10 years now. And honestly, uh, it started, peaked probably about 2014, imagine. And then from there, it's been what we like to call a gradual decline. So if you look at places like Japan and even the UK, we have a graying population. And that, in a lot of ways, is hat films in a Graying population. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Didn't yeah. really uh, mention anything that we did, but that we just peaked at 2014. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. it's one of the type of things where I think they have to jump into the content and just try it out and see. I mean, if yeah. it's for them, then it's for them. Um, it's, hard, it's a hard sell, you know. We're three kind of different people. Uh, we just talk shit half the time. We talk about dicks a lot. We make inappropriate jokes. And it's we play a lot like of GTA. So lad jokes yeah. that you'd expect to never leave the bedroom in which we play games but unfortunately it's online mm -hmm. so yeah it's and you think we grow or, or grow up in any way but we didn't we have i think we peter pan child we create a peter pan kind of island yeah. for <laughs> ourselves where we never grow up and we eat fake food we eat dream food how do you find that <laughs> should affect our uh, mental states uh, in years oh, to come. It, clearly as we've grown fine. up to be man children <laughs> and encouraged to be man children um into yeah. our late 30s potentially. weird yeah um, that is that is really a strange thing definitely isn't that the dream like, that, though? i think that, that is some in a way like like don't get me wrong i love being a man child like i, lo I still love technology and gadgets and all that shit you know like i loved my whole life and I love that. I love that I have the income and the time to be able to go out and ride my mountain bike or go airsofting or, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like, that's awesome. But you're abs absolutely like, I, I feel like I look at everybody around me who do slightly more traditional things and they are different now than they were sort of five, ten years ago. And I'm wondering whether I'm really that different from five, ten years ago. I find myself more mourning, you know, the loss of everybody's free time because they're having a family and stuff it's like shit like don't get to see anyone anymore um but maybe that's just the uh the life of a childless unmarried person for the rest of their life <laughs> going around it's to their friends to say, isn't it? Going, guys yeah. it's great let's have a massive party oh you've got a kid oh okay maybe not mm. um you know come on like, mate, play dota with me okay. oh you can't you have responsibilities yeah, exactly. no, you can't you can't exactly. stay up till 2am playing dotes every night what exactly You've got a job. Yeah. I'm, and I'm like, I, I try and reconcile that. Like, don't get me wrong. A few of my friends definitely still have time um, to play games and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> interestingly, all the ones that went into education seem to be the ones that are still playing computer games. Um, but like, uh, yeah, it is. It definitely feels weird. Like, sort of. I think not, you're looking at it not from growing up. You can only really look at it from your own perspective anyway, which is like, I want to yeah, do yeah. this thing and I can no longer do it with this person because they've chosen this other thing instead of it. And that makes me mm. annoyed at them for choosing and having different uh, reasons to be elsewhere. If it's, they get more fulfillment from something else. I've noticed basically. more recently I've, um, uh, I've been playing Warzone with um, some old friends who, to be honest, I used to play Call of Duty with back at uni. Um, but obviously it's much harder to arrange the t like your time together. So you're kind of off sync a lot of the time where it's like, oh, I've got to spend time with my girlfriend. Oh, my mate's got a kid, so he's got to look after his kid and he can't do X, Z and Y. So I find those moments, I cherish them a bit more now because it's like, oh shit, we're all online at the same time. We can all play this game. 
this is what we used to do. This is fucking great. But obviously, I have the luxury of playing games as part of a living, which is a quite a rare thing, really, when you think about it. Um, and so, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it, I, just, I just treasure it a lot more. And I appreciate that they have other things that they need to do. Um, but yeah, I do miss that kind of open freedom of just, fuck, you guys on? Yeah, let's, let's do this. And we can just play whatever. Yeah. We'll do whatever. Like, for, um, for me, like, I, do miss oh, those I, I absolutely love it. Like we like you say, yeah, I do cherish the fact that we have this this freedom, but yeah, some I I I enjoy things more when I share them with people. Like I I yeah, prefer definitely. doing stuff with friends, and so like it's kind of that lonely, um, sort of like what do they call it? You know, essentially like you have you have the time and the ability to do these things, but now you've got nobody to do them with. Which not not nobody, mm. but you, you get what I mean, like. It, it's sorry i was going to say in terms of like capitalism or like earning to a point where you can actually afford to do all these great things but then all the people you wanted to do with them uh when you were younger and you see on these fucking films where it's so unrealistic all these kind of you know people in their like early 20s doing these outrageously expensive and crazy holidays and whatever and you're like oh fuck i want to do that but then when you get to the point where you can actually afford it or you can kind of reasonably set time aside to do those things it's kind of unrealistic so you kind of have to ground yourself in reality a bit more, I think, as you get older. We were lied to by American Pie. Manage your expectations. We, <laughs> yes. We, yeah. we were lied to by American Pie. We were lied to in the 90s by all of these teen films. They made everyone's life seem incredible. Um, and uh, quite frankly, skins. I, I remember Skins. Back. Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was so out. Like, some of the stuff, it's just like, where are they? Where were they doing these things? I mean, I'm sure there's some crazy ass parties somewhere, but. Like, I don't know anyone who did them. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I was on the outside uh, looking. Yeah, I think no, my window, you're, you're, seeing when people were having these great yeah. times. I think you skins guys are great. definitely... Since skins, they were like 16. Go on, drop. You guys are definitely more those guys in those movies, though, where you, if, it, if the opportunity is there, you guys will have a house party or turn up to one or do a daring thing if there's a load of mates that are going to go do it. Whereas I feel like I'm definitely the, the other one, which is... I really appreciate the little things in life and the, the little routines and the safety and the comforting blanket uh, and that sort of thing. <laughs> Although, don't get me wrong, I will be part of that. I'll be that guy at that house party that's in American Pie that's like, no, I'm not sure we should really do that, guys. Uh, let's just think about the laws and the safety here. Uh, but, um, yeah, I will go out of my comfort zone. But also, I, I, the older I get, the more I, I love my creature comforts. And I love the fact that lockdown yeah. has enabled me to uh, really indulge in those creature comforts at home and have a routine and enjoy mm. those sorts of things without like and our, our job so to speak is like a two to five streaming every day which is really not hard That's so doing recently, yeah. it's it's easy to to enjoy uh yeah. those other things but i don't feel like i need a big house party or i miss the the old days of having all that free time of fucking around in a field or whatever. I feel like I've done that. I've achieved that. And I no longer need that in my life. I'm not hoping to go back to be a child one day or have all everyone around to do crazy yeah. things anymore. I don't need that. No, I, I, I don't crave house pies and stuff now in that sense, if, if, if that's what you think. I mean, I also, yeah, I, I have enjoyed, yeah, just chilling out. You know, sometimes it's just nice to just do nothing. 
as weird as that sounds, you know. But um, I feel like you have to have those kind of moments of craziness to really appreciate the yeah. doing nothing thing. Do you, you know what I mean? So, like when we, like almost yeah. when we go out and we go to these, well, we go away for a set period of time. Like when we went to um, um, Oregon and stuff like that. Like that was great and that was so much fun. But like also it was quite exhausting in terms of just we were out, you know, camping and stuff. Um, there was I a lot less so involved. Very early mornings, you know. It's so important to do those things. Like even though like my yeah instinctive reaction is like oh it's outside of my comfort zone and i have all these worries yeah. and fears yeah. and like i'm going away like i have to think about like my dog and blah blah, blah. i'm putting excuses in front of the thing basically which is putting me mm -hmm. off doing it but as soon as i've done it yeah. i'm like that was so invigorating and it really like changed my perception for a bit and reset me and made me appreciate going back mm. home and enjoying the things that i was doing on a daily basis yeah exactly sure so those home so, comforts suddenly become a bit more um enjoyable because you're like oh now i can rest i can chill out do yeah. this thing. but then i can do this like sure. high energy excitable thing which is kind of um overstimulating at some some exactly. points and then and like that that feeling of like yeah in particular, that that trip where we were camping and then kind of like yeah. glamping for sure, but like mm. out in the sticks yeah, and, and like doing that big ass journey out into the middle of nowhere and doing these things that you really mm. wouldn't do, whitewater rafting, uh, kind of like feel at the end of that, that was a really good feeling of exhaustion, which is different from waking up and feeling dead tired and having a coffee. It's a very different kind of tired, where it's like yeah. I've done something fulfilling uh, for sure that I would never have done otherwise had the opportunity not presented itself to me and I think if I was that's why I'm thankful for hat films for sure because of your two personalities in particular Smith's and his like mm. I just want to travel it's and do outgoing. cool things I wouldn't ever do these things I would never make that decision to yeah. plan that sort of shit so I am thankful that I'm dragged out of that that desire to just stay and do nothing <laughs> and play video games yeah and, definitely learn blender and definitely shit. do something something big after this as well like there's more of a craving to just go and do something cool you know yeah which hopefully will inspire more like interesting content as well but like just yeah, as a, just so. on a personal level just do just go out there and see some more cool shit yeah um because you know it, i mean america was great there's so many cool stuff we've done in america but maybe somewhere else would be nice for a change but, yeah yeah itchy feet now Africa. we're all stuck indoors you want to change want a real change I mean, you have been to kenya you know <laughs> He, he knows oh, yeah. Kenya like and, the back of his uh, fucking hand. So there's only one left in Hat Films that needs to go there. To go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take, we take Ross back to Africa. Turns Actually, out yeah. Ross is an African. Back. Man. We never knew. <laughs> back to the cradle. <laughs> He's got a whole family out there. He's a prince. He's a tribal prince. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Africa. I think at some point, not maybe immediately. Like, I mean, obviously, we don't know when we're going to be able to travel at all, but. At some point, we should definitely go to Africa because, like, it's just—I mean, it's just fucking crazy. Like, uh, on the way back to the airport before I flew home, there were—I think I mentioned this—there were all these people with their shops just on the street. So it's a three-lane motorway either side, and on the right. side, there's just all of these little shops people have set up, and they're all selling different kinds of chairs. And like, we're going okay. along this motorway for a good like ten minutes. Like, we go past thousands of chairs and there are all kinds of chairs there's like office chairs there's like gaming chairs there's like um like sort of like dining room chairs and it's just like why are there so many chairs here like who's buying like all these chairs off the side of a motorway with the chair like, market uh, yeah and, right yeah and it's just like it's just things like that you're just like what's going on you know like bizarre <laughs> just a different um, aspect of things but yeah. I th 
Yeah, I think Japan would probably be the best sort of culture change I video so, for yeah. us in terms of yeah. easiest to accommodate to because Africa does take some considerations whilst Japan is, is a lot easier to actually uh, exist yeah. there without being definitely murdered. I think it'd be very um, interesting very stimulating as well like, I'm sure there's a lot of color a lot of kind of yeah. interesting things to film as well which would be good it's wild mm. uh, but well, yeah. yeah I'd say I, I'm definitely with Smith like back when I did it before I went to uni classic gap year thing it did like a, cleared up my acne so that's a that's a win. Nice. I was on some hardcore yeah, medication nice. before that that fucked me up. But then just some fucking good sunshine every day for like mm. six weeks, I think I was out there. And that really cleared it up. So, boom. That or mosquito bites. I don't know which one. But one yeah. or two. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just your whole percept. After doing it for that long, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I really enjoy the rolling hills of the UK and roads that don't have huge cracks in them. Uh, everywhere, yeah, yeah, just roads <laughs> yeah. that are flat is is flat you roads. really appreciate after going to Africa because like some <laughs> most like in the middle of Nairobi there are still roads made of just earth, yeah, like in the just middle earth, of a city, really. yeah. like like it's just like it's so weird because some parts are like super modern you'd think it was like anywhere in the West and then other parts are just like oh we're doing the roundabout that's made of trash around a mud circle here we go. <laughs> Like, it's crazy how close those things are like literally side by side like I've got all the money yeah. for me here and I want my road around me to be really nice but <clears throat> I don't yeah. really care about the neighbour next to me that's in the slum area <laughs> at all so, yeah 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 where's the government just yeah. funding the rest of it they don't have much I guess to go around <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's, it's were there many potholes I, do. I mean it's just to clarify just to compare corrupt, that's the problem. cool corruption yeah the pothole situation is it even worse there because obviously it's, i mean i feel like it's dreadful around here yeah it's not oh, potholes dude, no it's not just it's, you rifts. cannot compare <laughs> just entire trenches compare. in the middle of a road okay. trench that's if you're lucky that the people on the roads are using the roads and not just driving on the sidewalk and things like that honestly in like peak it's probably better now but peak traffic in nairobi was fucking insane back in the day uh like 10 15 years ago i don't remember when yeah about that 2008 um mm -hmm. it was oh. just wall-to-wall -wall cars people just driving on the streets around pedestrians and just doing what the fuck they want oh, really? there's no traffic lights uh, they're just doing whatever it's crazy i drove but on yeah. a pavement once. the uk uk yeah. roads are definitely bad there's some somebody saying in our chat that was UK an accident. roads are actually better than roads somewhere else um yeah, sounds like they're a UK resident. Like it's I all think about UK perspective. Roads are better than American roads as well. Like a lot yeah. of roads oh my God. in the states because it's, they have it's to cover the, such large areas. Yeah, yeah, and the, the heat, heat fucks up the roads. Like it's just cracked all over the place. Yeah, we got that mild yeah. temperate temperature that the tarmac isn't too bad where it cracks. And also, no, exactly. Americans uh, they use these huge square slabs which are just like put down one after the other on like the highways. And you get that little like when you go over that. Oh, lip they're all concrete the filled. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 oh, so you hear the. Yeah. It's not smooth. It's like being on a train. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're pretty but, lucky. I mean, underfunding. Our roads aren't half bad. Yeah, it's it's classic like village roads that I think are the bad ones where the it's like the cities mm. are okay, but like the little tiny suburbs or the the areas that aren't so tread, where the council doesn't really want to stretch the budget to fix that road. Yeah. They are bad, yeah. but 
You're going to get that everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's not too yeah. bad. Not calling America out. It's just, yeah, surprising. It's just huge. You can't um, possibly yeah. cover it with the infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, it's a big place. Anyway, um, but Africa's the given them a run for their money. That's for damn sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting there. Um, yeah. Good road chat, guys. We should rename this to road I know. We've, I, that's rare. You know, if you, you know, if you are watching from Rooster Teeth, that is in fact something we always talk about. Is I mean, some, sometimes we cover you know lamp posts, post boxes. Today was roads, so we covered that <laughs> one. Yeah, we covered um, something interested yeah. me yesterday, yeah. which um, I put on here as a talking point. Was um, so have you have you seen Chris Nolan's releasing a new film um, called Tenet? Yeah, Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. I know now, did you say. see how they released the fucking trailer yesterday? Fortnite, right? In Fortnite on a fucking screen where you can see the back of your goddamn character. Like, I cannot believe that that's how they're marketing. Well, I can believe how that that's how they're marketing it. I mean, I've seen, you know, they're doing rappers and stuff, which is impressive. But like a film trailer mm. from a director who has specifically stated how much he loves film, how much you should watch these fucking things in a cinema. <laughs> and then the first port of call, which I'm guessing may not have been his first port of call. Um... It was definitely a marketing ploy, but let's play it in Fortnite. I mean, what do you think about that as a concept? I don't think it's the right demographic for one. Trailer. No. I don't think really. that. I don't it really does seem much. like an old demographic. Yeah. I, like, I appreciate them trying I, to do things. I feel things like 20, 25 year olds and up. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. But then again, most of the YouTubers and streamers that we see are 25 and up playing Fortnite. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. It's just the audience but, they're playing to is often lower. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a Chris Nolan film, but I didn't catch the trailer in Fortnite. So, uh, no, I started well, watching I half of it on Reddit it earlier, very and then decided I didn't want to watch it because I kind of want to see it fresh because it does look cool. Right. Yeah, it's a, good it's idea. a Nolan film. Yeah, you need a trailer, good. right? I mean, no, I don't think. Spoiling, I think it's got best big Inception blind. energy. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. In terms of good. the style, well, obviously the styling is, is very similar, but even even there's a little bit at the end where the character reminded me of a character Tom Hardy played. Um, right, and what's what's even greater is that Robert Pattinson is getting more work. So there you go. He's uh, he's in that one. He's nice. uh, doing yeah, the Did you say? Me. Did you see Robert Pattinson in The King? Um, I did. Netflix. Where he was play- the French, the French, the accent French guy. That, doing. I like so that. Was quite funny. I mean, was that popular. was a funny part in it. Yeah. Apparently, he's an underrated actor. Yeah, he's, he's British, isn't he? Up now. He's British, Ross. He's a British actor. Yeah, You've got to be happy for it. Michael Caine can't be in anything. British, he is in this film. Um, but Michael Caine can't be he in is, everything. Of course he is. Um, no. yeah, he's in this film, being Michael. I mean, that's true. I, I'm going to say it. I'm a little bit Michael Caine out. I'm a little bit Michael Caine out now. Oh, come um, on. He's, on, he's, 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 he's come to he's the He's a treasure. You've got to eke out the, the last remnants before he snuffs it. Uh, this is the thing. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Many, many old people have said that they want to keep working until they die because that's what keeps them healthy and young and, and, and active, right? So I'm all for that. But like, holy shit, he's, he's not exactly got the biggest um, range, has he? Michael Caine. He plays I mean, he, he is himself. wise old man, cockney man. He plays, he plays works. Michael Caine. I've done this before. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, it well, it sounds like I'm, I'm, in, I, I'm in the unpopular opinion here. Ross and Trot would both very much like more Michael Caine. I don't Thank mind you. it. I don't need I don't more of him Michael. specifically. I just don't have a problem with him. Yeah. I don't feel like... No, I, I don't have a problem with him. I'm bombarded by Michael Caine on a daily basis to say, like, this is too much Michael Caine now. I don't think there's enough Michael Chris Caine. Nolan films, <laughs> basically. No? I'm happy with the yeah. sporadic yeah. amount. Well... 
let's see how it comes out. I hope it's good. It looks yeah. good. Um, Fortnite is stupid. You know my feelings on Fortnite. It's dumb. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's but like it's, this is obviously a trend that made... popular game. I don't, I don't agree. Yeah, with but that. the thing is, I can't really, you can't really slate Fortnite because one, it's free, which is a fantastic thing to have. It's a free game that you know provides entertainment for many people. Um, that whether we enjoy it or not is is entirely, you know, that's up to you. Sure, I mean, I don't yeah, enjoy I'm shit it, at it either, but. I think it's. I still show respect to that element of it. However, I don't know about the using it as a media platform for a third-person viewing of a screen in the sky of a brand new media. Like, see, I think I it's just great. Don't get that. I like that. Do you really think so? I think. I think that's. Can I they mean, not at least add a you? fucking first-person mode when that happens, so that you could don't have to see the back of your ca- like cartoony point, character right? hopping around, like looking up up at the sky in this kind of sure. dystopian like, like. If you don't like doing that, you'll watch the trail on Reddit, like Smith did. But the fact that it's like a yeah. communal thing, because a lot of the generations that are growing up now, that is the way, um, aside from going to school or whatever, people are doing meetups, especially yeah. in lockdown. So I think it's kind of interesting that you are embodying a character and you see your mates with all their fucking cosmetics and shit that you play yeah. games with all the time. And that you're like, oh, let's stand side by side and do emotes and stuff while we watch this trailer. And like, oh, I'm seeing how everyone else around me is reacting. That's kind of interesting. I think that's quite, it does generate that kind of arena well, it's not the same as being in the okay. same place. I still think it's kind of cool. Like I watched the. What if um it was? What if it was Minecraft? And what was the if the film was Schindler's List? I mean, yeah. You see in the trailer a Schindler's List, but the first time you get to see it, and the only place you can see it, world exclusive, is in a game of Minecraft, um, and a hundred people are there, and you, but you're in third person, so you have to see their the back of their blocky heads. Like, <laughs> if that. Do you think happens, there's a tone? There's a tone I'd element that, there that might be a yeah. bit. Imbalance. I'd, I'd say that that was tone deaf. Whereas I don't know about, I haven't seen the Tenant trailer, so I can't say whether that it was out of place. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I mean, Schindler's I'm, List was. I don't know if it's like on the same level as Schindler's List, but it's it's um certainly a more adult film than a kind of a what what the demographic probably is for the average Fortnite player. However, the but marketing's working. Great shower scene though. Yeah, it works. We're talking about it. That's the thing, like, it's that controversial. Why are they putting it in Fortnite that get people talking about it? There's going to be articles all about it. It's like, I can't believe Chris Nolan's film's in Fortnite. What a crazy combination. Mm. That's worth an article, and now people know about it. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, I'll just, I just want to watch the trailer now. I'll go watch the trailer. Uh, like, did a lot of people probably heard it from, like, those articles, and then it's like, I don't want to see it in Fortnite, but I'll, I'll watch it properly. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. Yeah. I think the, the main thing that surprised me, I, I wasn't that surprised that, yeah, there was being you know shown there but it was more of a fact that when the director when a director make comes out and makes quite you know broad statements about film being you know has to be seen in the cinema has to be this you have to see an imax and yeah. you know whatever all these things and then that's the way that their film is being like first introduced to some people i find that quite odd and kind of like a bit backwards to you know previous statements i just yeah i just do i, guess I, I wonder if he right. knew what fortnite he... was when he said sure <laughs> he may not have done uh, however, maybe he's trying to recreate the vibe of watching it on a big screen in a game, you know, because maybe, people are in maybe. lockdown, so they can't go to the cinema maybe to watch it's an a trailer like that. Thing. Yeah, and maybe it's to do with the the plot. I don't know. I did see on um, his Wikipedia. I mean, if I Christopher Nolan somehow managed to make Fortnite an interesting element of his plot, I, I would be impressed. I'm yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if I'd gone like, "Wow, I th- right, that was actually there was actually reasoning I, behind that." That's this guy's a genius. I, I know nothing. The world is a lie. I don't he, understand anything. He apparently um, 
doesn't have a mobile phone or refuses to use one often. Um, he said, when you moved to LA in 97, nobody really had cell phones and I just never went down that path. He also doesn't, he chooses not to have an email address. So I don't know how he's managing to keep connections in the industry, but apparently with this film, he's, um, he's guaranteed like 20% of the uh, total gross. Whereas uh, apparently most directors earn after it's hit the budget of the film. So he's going to wow. do well out wow. of this regardless, but I mean, totally you know, he's done, he's got a great body of work, but he sounds a bit kooky on, in some other aspects. I mean, not having a phone, I mean, completely not having a phone. It's just, that's choice. just irritating aloof. They're irritatingly aloof, isn't it? Really? Like, I know people it's, it's are like hipster that. level kind yeah, of like weird rules. Yeah. Yeah. There's a stubborn rejection of modern technology. <laughs> Yeah, but is he in a position like, well, where people you, just contact you, you him use all the time? Incredibly complex cameras and technology yeah, to make things. Yeah, well, I mean, is he sending out letters? Is he just posting letters? He's a traditionalist, isn't he? Where it's like film, film, and authenticity. Oh, this is a man that just approved putting his fucking premiere in Fortnite. You can't call him a traditionalist. But in terms, <laughs> well, this, this, this is this is what I mean. The, the, when you read things like that, you think discussing. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to discuss. <laughs> He's coming across yeah. as a traditionalist, what? so it's interesting that, yeah, that yeah. He, you'd think he'd have full control over everything to do with his films because they are his Definitely, his yeah. work of art, his his uh, carte noire. Vision. <laughs> yeah. His very own prestige. Prestige. Uh, his carte d'or. His carte d'or. His uh, Magna Carta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, oh, it's man, in Fortnite, so it's interesting. Boy, it's so good. Maybe he's had kids and has changed his mind. That seems to be the thing. It's like, well, I didn't used to understand Maybe. what Fortnite was until my kids started playing it, and now I have to make this movie and be this character yeah. in this franchise because my kids want me in it. Because usually I'm, I'm making all these adult films, and uh, or I'm like a murderer in these kind of films, so I want one that my Paul kids Star. can enjoy. Paul Paul films. Uh, yeah. Wait, who are you talking about here? I'm just talking about in general. Like the people that are like suddenly make a pivot in their career from say, yeah, uh, Ridley, not Ridley Scott, who did Mad Max, fuck George Miller. Oh fuck, George Miller, yeah. George Miller pivoted from Mad Max to Happy Feet because of his kids, and then oh, went shit, back. Shit, really? I did. I, so I, think I have heard that before, but that still does shock. Wait, Happy it's Feet came out after Mad Max. The originals, yeah. <laughs> Oh, right, not like the Fury Road. Max right. Set. Yeah. Not Fury Road, that came afterwards. Right. But yeah, Who that, did that's Fury the point. Road? Was that him as well? George Miller, yeah. He went back. Yeah. Oh, nice. And How apparently they're now? doing a prequel. He's 70-something. Wow. I guess it's, it's, almost on, it's almost on par with like actors trying to break out of um, stereotypical roles that they get put into. I mean, uh, who's, who's a good example of that? Maybe, I guess, yeah, what like we're seeing with... Um, Robert, what's his name? I forgot his surname now. Robert Pattinson, Pattinson where he's obviously mm -hmm. trying to break that twilight mold that he was kind of pushed into quite early into his career. Yeah. After Harry Potter, of course, and the Goblet of Fire. Um, <laughs> he was in it. I saw he was, he was in that quite Cedric trippy Diggory. film on Netflix. I, I thought he, he was a well-cast yeah. Cedric Diggory, I think. Fair enough. Personally. I, I, I couldn't him. tell you. I, I don't way. think... Um, what the fuck else? We, uh, I don't think Orlando Bloom is very good at anything. <laughs> okay. What do you think about that? 
<laughs> no, it's okay. just a dick. I'm glad you cherry picked <laughs> Well, I've seen him in a few things. So uh, uh, I'm just, I'm just wondering. How do I he gets into a lot of stuff, and he was I'm great as sure Legolas, like but yeah, I know what you mean. It. I think he just became part of two huge franchises, right? It's like Lord of the Rings, and then he got Pirates, straight into yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, and then it's like, well, we, we're kind of stuck with Orlando now because he's part of the main storyline. Uh, he was kind of bad in Pirates of the Caribbean. He was fine as a emotionless elf in Lord of the Rings, sure. <laughs> he, they, yeah, sure. But then he's awful in that bloody thing with Cara Delevingne. Um, oh, man, what was it called? Uh, in it was it's trash. We Park know Row or something. Is it what was it called? Something something about it was a good show. Oh. I liked it. What about um, Kingdom in Heaven? Carnival though? Row. It was called Carnival Row. He. Carnival He's okay Row, yes. in Kingdom of Heaven. I also watched that it. recently. See, this is why I'm coming on Orlando Blue because I, I, I saw I recently watched Kingdom of Heaven. I started watching and then had to stop watching the recent Pirates of the Caribbean because it's just awful. Um, it's really bad, right? But like, yeah. he. I don't know why I'm picking on him, but it just happens to be that he's been in a lot of films <laughs> I've been watching recently. Uh, and, and I just figured, like, I was just like, I'm not sure he's really done anything beyond like. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom. I no, feel the you can't do that. His counterpart. You'll be very shocked to learn that he was. He no, was Kira in Knightley. So. You don't like Kira Knightley. Well, Kira Knightley. I think Knightley. Kira Knightley is. Yeah, but Charles, that's because you hate women. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think <clears throat> that's because he hates women. Jesus. Um, no, I think that's more of a case. She does feel one-dimensional, and that's only because I think of the period dramas and stuff that she's been in. But then I, I feel that about period dramas. I know mm. I just I hate period dramas. I just don't like watching them. I don't get a kick out of them. Oh, I love period yeah, dramas. That's not. I my... love period dramas. Actually, I fucking love Pride them. and Prejudice. Huge fan. And pre um, not Pride and Prejudice, but stuff like War and Peace is awesome. Them. We're talking about the Russian uh, aristocracy and uh, Napoleon and shit. It's really great. Um, James McAvoy does have some tasty range, though. As mentioned, I am a big fan of James McAvoy. I think he's uh, great. Yes, he is. That's, yeah, I mean, you go. shit even sandwich. That, uh, even that film was it? Um, where is it? Like a schizophrenic, where he had like several personalities. He really showed his skill there, just, uh, just by having to play several characters. That's um, called it's the M Night Ding Dong one. Split. M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Was that M Night Shyamalan? Yeah. No. Split. Yes, it's it was. Uh, yeah. It is. Shyamalan. Yeah, it was very, Shyamalan very Ding good. Dong. Yeah. Yeah, I it like showed his film. range. We knew yeah, his role was great. Apparently, yeah. people were unhappy with his portrayal, though, or at least the the condition yeah. he had. Who uh, I can't him. remember the name of the condition. Dissociative identity disorder. Right. Did basically okay. it kind of yeah. It almost is is very like shallow interpretation of it. It's like oh, yeah. we're all it's probably yeah, different. definitely more dramatized than it would be in real life. I imagine, but, but it's entertaining. That, I guess that's. It's hard to, yeah, without exaggerating certain things, I, I imagine it's quite hard to get that across in the type of film that mm. that was, but I don't yeah. know. It's a film. I don't like, think that was the, the crux of the whole thing anyway, right? It's not, yeah. this is a guy with did and this is how it is kind of thing. It's more of a sort of yeah, fantastic. It's element, meant to be right? slightly paranormal, supernatural. Yeah, um, paranormal stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, especially, yeah, well, like, um, you, yeah, you approach the end, you see how that pushes it. Trot, you've seen 1917, haven't you now? Nope. Oh, oh. fucking God. I'm so uncalled. Please watch Come it some... so we can talk about it. <laughs> it's a really good um, one. It's a it's good one. The, yeah, the number of cameos in it, the number of cameos in it is hilarious. Like, every, like yeah, I, I, British, I, I like, like famous British actors. Like, every, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Just like just there's literally a bit. Where, again, I'm not going to spoil it, but like he walks in and then like one of the commanders turns around. And you're just like, ow, it's him. It's that guy. <laughs> like, like, okay. It's yeah, I will but, yeah, watch it. It's, um, I'll watch it today. How about that? 1917. Really? It. It's a good film. I mean, it's, don't shit. act like it's torture. Jeez. No, it's just more well, time. Yeah. It's good. I think In you're lockdown, it's so more time, busy. is it? <laughs> yeah. So busy. Um, which you're, was your favourite Harry Potter film? Work, at least. Would you say? Um, the later one. I don't know. There's something magical about the first one. The first one is very Christmassy to me. Yeah, it's got that yeah, Spielberg, Spielbergy vibe. Like it's got that very kind of Christmassy vibe. Feel. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot yeah. of gold. Obviously, they're acting a shit in it, but yeah. it's like a Robert Zemeckis it, The magical film. kind of beginning of it all. Yeah, it is actually. It's got that vibe, isn't it? Yeah. But I say the same about Lord of the Rings. Like, I do, I really enjoy the first one because obviously it's like it's an introduction to all these characters that go on this huge journey and stuff. You kind of I don't know. There's something very magical about those first films. However, True. I do think the later films are better. But I do. So you have to deal with the the shitty yeah, acting of the kids. Films. That's what puts me off the original I know, but like, first films. It's like they're such a, bad actors. There's a different feeling there, rather than just yeah. There's a different feeling. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the John Williams score, which is really nice. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, it's all whimsical in the first couple films and then it gets real dark and edgy by the the end ones starts getting dark but i, th I think it's good yeah. it's, a, it's quite a well-balanced like gradient of of mood as it goes yeah. across yeah like, a lot the last two films i th i think are really great like i freaking love mm. the last two films i thought they were really really yeah. good they had a really good tone yeah. to them because like whilst i completely agree the first few films i can't remember who did them but they um who was the director of the first couple? Because that was like their signature. Like, they bought that. Not, I almost said Columbus then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, the director it? of. Um, was it Home Alone? Surely not. I'm pretty sure. Um, the Home Alone director. Uh, Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus. Yeah, yeah you're right. It was Columbus. Chris Columbus. It was Chris Columbus. Columbus. Okay. Um, but if you say Christopher Columbus, it's an entirely different Down thing. Fire. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It must be a they, and, and they all have that vibe. Okay, like, I, like you can. It's only the yeah. first Christmas two that he vibe. directed, and then he was burnt out by the third yeah. one, so it went to someone else for Prison uh, of Azkaban. Yeah. So, and they have that look. But then the the final ones are totally different for different uh, and, and good for different reasons. I think, like, because the first few missed mm -hmm. the kind of there is a much there is a dark feel to the first book. Like, this kid's parents died yeah. horribly. He's being yeah. hunted down by a cult. Like, like there is there is quite mm -hmm. a lot of like, and magic itself isn't necessarily a good thing, like or or a bad thing. Like, yeah. and the school's full of fucking things that can kill children. Like, it is inherently oh, God, quite yeah, a dangerous yeah, yeah. thing. And so, Have you oh, and also, yeah, like, um, no, it's just I, I don't know why I just thought about it. Um, and. Yeah, the last few kind of capture that darker, like people are fucking dying. Like when Cedric Diggory died in the books, that was pretty dark. Like, you're like, yeah. shit, oh, yeah. this random dude. Like they were having this like school games and this random dude turns up. Imagine a guy just turning up to your sports day and just shooting one of the people. Like, you just <laughs> I know, like, yeah, exactly. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> like, I wonder, I wonder yeah, if, I wonder yeah. like if the perception of those films is different for us because they were actually released as we were growing up at similar ages yeah. as the people on it, the mm. characters in the films, right? So there was almost like a, a relativity to school life versus obviously this magical wizard, like 
you know, escapism yeah, it really world, uh, touched um, into the zeitgeist, I think, of like school I life so, yeah. in the UK, but on a fantastical yeah. level, which is obviously really I read the books as well, so that probably helped. I didn't. I don't know if that mm. makes a difference. I never could get into them. I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to, but like, I definitely think that. that no, um, you don't. You don't help need to read me the books. a bit more. It, it, I find that reading the books just gives you more depth, doesn't it? And like, I wouldn't go back and yeah. read Harry Potter now, not after like this no. many years. Like, no. I just, just there's so much to good read. fantasy out there, yeah, right yeah. now that like, well, I wouldn't yeah, go back. Yeah. But yeah, at the time, I absolutely loved it. I ate the books up like crazy. Um, well, because you remember at the time, and then obviously my sister lost them. my first edition. Um, sorry. Oh my god! I, there was a story about a first edition the other day. Someone found a first edition. Yeah. Um, in a school yeah. bin, like a bin outside of a school. Um, I yeah. think they managed to sell them for 33k. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the yeah. story. So, uh, Harry Potter first edition found in skip sells for 33,000 uh, pounds. A hardback first edition um, book was found in skip. It looked pretty tattered as well, um, alongside two paperback yeah. editions, all, for, all first editions. There were only 500 made of the first editions. What's crazy is on the so, inside um, cover of it as well. Did you see the picture of that? It's got um, three letters. Um, Live. L-I-V. <laughs> Lib's book. Do not be... take. <laughs> Don't take. <laughs> 33K. Missed out on that, Smith. Apparently, yeah. So that's um, that's a real story. And that was literally just two days. That was yesterday. That news came out. That's amazing. That could have you been yours. That, last week, didn't you? that could have been your first edition. About... Just, just saying. That's my long lost heirloom. That's my Horcrux. It's got my soul in yeah. it. <laughs> Don't stab it. Yeah. In a skip, and and quite fittingly, it's it was found in a skip. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Tied up. Just thrown recklessly, carelessly, just mm. like J.K. Rowling's Twitter feed. Ugh. Yeah, just chucking yeah. out there, left, right, and center. Christ, she's gone insane. Yeah. It first came out in '97. '97, <laughs> that came out. Harry yeah. Potter. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Quite a long when did Jurassic time Park ago. come out? 993? I'm going to say 993. I think we Park. found out the other day in the quiz. Really? Yeah, that, that time period feels really crunched now. Probably as we're older and time becomes more. It's 993. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, the gap between Jurassic Park and Harry Potter seems so vast, but really mm. it was only a, a few years apart. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, though definitely. I mean, I don't know when the original bo- when was the original book written about Jurassic Park, though, because Michael Crichton that was a lot longer before, right? Crichton. Yeah, but no one knew about it until the. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of diehard readers know. knew about it. It's probably quite no, a perfect book, but it really captured the populace with Spielberg's film. Right? 1990, three right, years 1990. There was only three years between. Oh, yeah, okay, I feel yeah. not okay. that long between book and film. I thought film. it'd be an 80s book. Fair enough. I reckon. It's a it's yeah. a really cool concept for That's a book. Like I can Very see why cool. a film is made yeah. it. Like yeah. in 1989, a series of strange animal attacks occur in Costa Rica in a nearby fictional island of Isla Nublar. Um, and like I don't know, it just somebody told you that like oh, there's been some like dinosaur attacks in Portugal. Like what or like animal attacks in Portugal? And it turns out that yeah. there's a whole fucking scientific plant of people reinventing out dinosaurs. This is a really cool idea. I think that would make a great film. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think It'll so get too. Remade, Let's see don't if worry. they do anything with it. <laughs> well, it already has in a way. If you check the, like, I mean, check the link in in chat. You can see how our page on the Rooster Teeth website, by the way. And I've got a really good pride of place on it. I got a great shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Really good what, shot here. What are you guys think? Okay, so to describe the picture, just just for anyone <laughs> okay. listening, uh, it's uh. a picture of me and Trot. Uh, we're kind of crouched down, and then Smith's underneath Trot's <laughs> knee, so his face is barely visible. We didn't have He's literally almost this. being oh, sat on by face. me and Smith. Me and Trot. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, you've got um, pride of place. Uh, half my face is clipped off, guys. There's there's about 40% yeah. of me in the image. Right. That's clearly, yeah, I don't know who chose that one, but you are buried. If you're, if you're on Rooster then you you listen to us uh, through this. We've we've chosen just videos from this year, so it's kind of like our this is our reinvention, so to speak. It's our new yeah. stuff, so you don't need to. There deal are thousands with our old, of other videos. Old, yeah, on YouTube, if you care, uh, more gaming focused, but all our road trips and shit as well. All our cool cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's on the channel. Um, subtle Smith, very subtle. Hey, yeah, Smith, how, how do you like feel now that, that you've? <laughs> now that you've, what did he do? He definitely went I off. I tried the page. to make it look like I, I accidentally closed the VMix call and then it froze and then I reconnected the VMix call. And I tried to make my face the same shape as the one on here, like to nice. make it look like, okay. And trots so subtle. <laughs> I thought it was. Good. How do you oh, feel man. being 32 now, Smith? You've, you, your birthday was a couple of days ago. Obviously, I, I don't know why you ask. Oh, why am I even fucking asking? But no, no, no birthday. Fine. How'd you feel? Um, uh, fine, good. Actually, I think that yesterday was a better day than my birthday, and not because of any particular mm -hmm. reason. But I just felt better yesterday. Um, I felt mm -hmm. uh, obviously there was a huge success in Rocket League. We had um, big day. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Big day. Um, that so was big, to be fair. Yesterday was, was, was a nice day. Uh, my birthday was lovely as well, obviously. You got to do all the fun stuff and things um, and presents the whole and stuff. I don't know. I think that, like, yeah, I feel fine. I really, I really don't care how old people are. If you know what I mean, sure. Like, yeah, like obviously, well, yeah, of course, yeah. That is dangerous <laughs> in in a very innocent way. Um, I I don't really mind. You know, I, I can get on with people judge who are younger than age. me. I can get on with people that are older than me. So for me, like birthdays, <laughs> especially when you get older, especially when it's not like about exciting a child anymore. You know, like obviously when the kids growing yeah, up yeah. and like it's a really awesome thing to have your birthday, and I, I totally get that. Like, yeah, for kids, sure. But I think once you get a bit older, you're like, eh give a fuck yeah. i almost feel bad because my mom my mum was like oh i feel really bad like you're on you're in lockdown like for your birthday and all this sort of stuff and it's like oh i want to yeah, you know yeah. you know have a nice barbecue or something and um i was just like mom don't worry about it like i feel like your birthday as a as a as a, as a child of an adult uh being an adult yourself is more stressful for them than it is for you because they're always yeah. like oh no i need yeah. to get them something they'll really like and i want them to have a good day and like obviously they're just being nice but for me, I kind of go like, parents. don't worry about. It. Like, I don't want, I don't want you to worry about me. You know, like that feels. Yeah, uh, that yeah. makes sense. But like, I'm alright like, now. Don't worry I don't about need it. a birthday. Yeah, yeah. But then again, it's then they, then they I, go. Oh, the but I want to be part of your life still. I want to be your parent, and you're like, don't really want a parent either. To be honest with you, I'm, I, <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'm more confident at life. I'm more confident in life than you are now. So um, <laughs> if you can step away from the Zoom call that you've been trying to connect your audio to for the last 30 wow. minutes, that, I mean, yeah. And I sound like an asshole and I appreciate that. I promise I, <laughs> it doesn't come from a place of hate. It's more of a place of love in that 
we have a limited amount of time on this planet and let's all in ha have as much fun as possible and for me 30 minutes of technical questions on zoom is not fun um so you know do you want me getting mad yeah. you know i'm getting i'm getting angry you're getting angry that i'm angry and now we're all angry you know i, I don't know just just Will you miss I think it? It very much depends on your when relationship with your parents, because some people are like are very close to their parents, and they obviously, you know, don't want to be far away from. In in this situation where we're all locked down and you know can't see anyone, etc. Um, some mm. people can't really handle it and really want to see their parents desperately. But I mean, I'm, I don't have that kind of relationship with my parents. But like, I like I call them and stuff every now and then, and that's fine. However, I did feel quite guilty that I because it was my dad's sixtieth this year, and it was only a few days before yours, mm -hmm. and I just felt bad because I was like, oh shit, like yeah, like, I'm not so like, big too. deal. Well, no, no, but, um, but I felt I felt bad because obviously I couldn't go over there. I couldn't say you know do, you know do, do any big gestures or whatever. It was just very much just like a, a call yeah, on Skype yeah. and or not Skype on um yeah. just a FaceTime. I think it was, but that oh, was it. Definitely. It just felt like yeah. oh shit, like I sh this is like a big moment in someone's life. The sixty or whatever. Or yeah. does it really matter? Part of me didn't was like, well, it doesn't really matter. It's just literally when you get you know, to sixty. A, a number, but do you care even less? I feel like shit. Yeah, it's the type of thing where it's just like where your well, mum calls you. Go, oh, did you send him a card? Did you send him a card? It's like, oh, did I? Oh, fuck, did I send him a card? I don't know. It's like, I just, I'm not too. I, I, in fact, I'd rather people didn't send me cards either. Yeah, same, definitely. I'm so because like, they're going to throw them away in a few days. I'd rather literally a, a, yeah. a text is the same to me in terms of like mm -hmm. they've remembered, they've said something and it's nice. Near as wasteful, and that's cool. That's that's nice to know. Yeah, I, just, I don't really care yeah. about cards too much, but I know somebody who gets like several cards from. From their dad to like in different tones i won't say who because i don't think i don't know if it's embarrassing or not right. but they get like a, a, a jovial um, card and then like a yeah. like so like a jokey one but then like a serious one where it's like you know those with, with the fancy yeah, honestly and, though i'm really or, happy with uh yeah really and then one cheeky one it's just like yeah it's like that was just a joke, fair, fair enough. And, I mean, and they couldn't give a shit really about like having cards. both of them but like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or like they overthink it. You overthink these things so mo often. So it's like, should I send a card? Would they even yeah. care? Like I didn't send my brother a Shit. birthday card. Like, I was just like, he won't care. Yeah. He just wants some money. I know that. I, I know yeah. him enough. But it's my mum who like, oh, did you send him a card though? Do you think 100-year-old people care about everyone just really caring about them being 100? They, uh, it depends I think on if so. they're all there at the time. I think it's yeah. quite a nice gesture, isn't it? It's like you've... Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's the one from the Queen. People are like very uh, like oh god. Did you receive the letter from the government um, when they were announcing this coronavirus stuff? So they so they sent like a a, a letter or whatever, and it yeah. you know had uh, number ten Downing Street written on it or whatever. And some people took it like that was like some sort of this um, amazing regal gift that they've received, as if like he'd handwritten a it and you know posted government. it himself, licked the stamp. It's like. Fuck no, that's just a fucking photocopy. Don't revere. Don't There's revere nothing these special people. about this at all in the slightest. Why would you ever like put that on a high pedestal? I have no idea. But some people were like putting on their fucking fridge, just like, wow, the, the prime minister sent me a fucking letter <laughs> about coronavirus. But, yeah, good job. That laser <laughs> printer just. I don't understand that. <laughs> it's the same for the queen's because like cards. It, like the queen sends a card when you get a, your turn a hundred. Is it the same? It's just another fucking printout. Surely it's got loads of them. It's strange how, yeah, that there's so much pride and patriotism to that from the older generation that we no longer have. Mm. Uh, we're disenfranchised with our government for sure. Maybe, yeah. Um, Don't. It's not patriotism though. It's ugh. this is the problem. This is what's so complicated about all of it, right? This, it's not patriotism. Loving your country isn't loving it, your government. 
Yes, exactly. Like, like it, it, it exactly. That's it. That, that essentially, that's what it comes down to. Like, I, I like it's these people are exploiting that notion of patriotism and of loyalty as well. Like, because essentially that's what patriotism is: yeah. is loyalty to an area. Um, it's tribalism, mm-hmm. which is yeah. fundamentally a bad thing, but but that's what it is. Um, and I, the thing is, people listening to this and people watching this probably know that because you like us, and that means you like our opinions. And people who share our opinions probably like our opinions. So again, I'm probably just shouting into an echo. Well, I'm here, and I don't like your I'm opinion. Go into that, but yeah, well, maybe. But like, it, it, it is annoying. <laughs> there is a, there is a see, clear difference when you see people doing these things. Yeah, because yeah. we get it. We get like, we get quite a lot from. Obviously, we we criticize the American government a lot because it's unbelievable some of the things that they get away with doing and do in front of people's faces all the time every day they say them out loud and then someone says it's a lie it's fucking shocking but i love america as a country mm. it's fucking amazing the people we mm-hmm. meet are great yeah, yeah so when we slag that off we're not slagging off a fucking country we're slagging off mm. the government in charge making those mistakes and doing those yeah. crazy things but america's great i fucking love it same with same with the uk mm. i love the uk but we've got you know a questionable government and i don't like the government doesn't mean i don't like the country so very different things mm. i think that's quite you sometimes have to point it out to some people because I think they to clar- do blend yeah, those two yeah, things yeah, and definitely. think that you're, don't slag off yeah. my country. It's like, no, I fucking love your country. I'm sure you're a great person. I'm sure your family are fantastic, etc. But people it's not about that. Hung up it's about these horrible people about, in charge. About anything being said bad about their country, though, which is strange. Yeah, exactly. It's a strange, like... But you should have to love the president just because... That, that means the country that that person is not willing to look at the flaws in order to improve their country. They're just taking it for what it is and saying, like, this is the way it is. Don't say anything bad about my president. That's just my country. The the other thing I try to remind myself of about about America is like um, the uh, something like two thirds of the population didn't vote. (laughs) So, like, if you look at America and say, oh, okay, so this person wins by a majority. That doesn't mean that their that opinion is the prevailing one through the majority of America. Like it's something Mm. like 300 and. 30 million people didn't vote and then it's like 50 million either side for or 500 sorry i can't remember the figure but like essentially it broke down to there's about 20 percent of people vote for one side 20 percent vote for the other and then the rest of people just don't vote at all and it's just like yeah holy shit like which is it's still it's still relevant it's still relevant because obviously the person in or the people in control will still have a massive impact on all of those people in that country um but like it it is a weird one to think like yeah like you say especially when we've done travel and stuff in the states and like we meet all the people we meet have been really nice on the whole apart from that one guy in uh minneapolis airport um (laughs) he was an asshole yeah, well, um, yeah. and has made an indelible mark on me um and only made me dislike uh yeah. republicans more or how they see themselves as republican and i, I want to make yeah, it yeah. mega clear what we're trying to say here including our live <laughs> audience like we're not saying that america's worse than england or anything like that we know england no. is also a piece of shit and our government is also a piece <laughs> of shit we're not saying like America's worse because of blah blah blah. It's literally we yeah. can objectify certain things that are within America. It doesn't mean America as a whole is this. Like Ross was saying, it's like we don't like that yeah. specific thing that's specifically in America right now. Yeah. Much yeah, like yeah. we don't like that specific thing that's in our own country right now. It's, there's no difference. Yeah. We can say that about any country. It's just our best experiences are because we've been in America a lot and we've been in the UK a lot. That's all. 
Yeah. Um, Smith has got I don't some like new to see opinions things... about Kenya. <laughs> so because he's been there. <laughs> I, I don't like to see. I don't like to see things as as simply black and white when it comes to like politics and stuff as well. I I, I really hate the idea that everything's just just done in teams because I support that person or that mm. group. I have to support the person it's in charge. Not a team. Of that group. Yeah. I think that's it's bullshit. So black and I hate and white. that mentality because it yeah. it does it's, it means you're not really thinking outside the box at all. You're not even like logically thinking about the scenarios that the complex scenarios that they're in. There's so many the different variables is, that you can't just be like, I'm going to support them blindly, no matter what. Oh, that guy's done some atrocities, but I'm going to fucking go for it anyway because that's my previous you know, disposition. It's just stupid. I just think that yeah. you think about what you believe in sometimes yeah. and what they've done, and that should what have an impact on what, what you choose to... What do you, in terms pro-life, of what? Honey. <laughs> pro-life? Yeah. Um, what you mean in terms... I, I think people should be free to do whatever they want with their bodies. As long as they don't. I mean, I think that's just a given, though, isn't right? it? Surely, if you, but it's not a child yet. <laughs> and that's the thing; it's not taking its first breath, etc. I just don't think that that's like. It's entirely up to them because it's a massive decision. You could fuck You're a, a kid's life entirely by You're being a in a terrible position in your life and bringing them into the world and just not being prepared. Yeah. So you fuck someone else over. It's like, is that fair? I, think, I don't, I I don't think people are ready to have that argument enough. Like, it's just like, hey, you know what's <sighs> worse than death? living like this kid <laughs> like, yeah but like, what's worse is like the people like, that staunchly stand by those some of those views are then like well yeah but everyone should have a fucking gun in their home um but if you use that gun then you're going to go to to jail or some shit it's, it's so backwards but it's so complex that it's so hard to just go i decide i believe in one thing over the other yeah you have to true. look at all these things yeah. and go i think that's wrong because of this and you have to kind of just start yeah. analyzing things in your head and look at other articles not just one and and make a blind decision on that which i don't, I don't think it, it's the quite hard these days because the, i think there is false news everywhere the most frustrating thing about making or these judgment calls and these moral moral calls about like people you see is that it's really hard to gauge their level of like consciousness if you get what i mean so like some right. uh, some people operate on a very like they're con very conscious of things around them and other people operate on a they don't want to be conscious of things around them um for different yeah. reasons and i'm not saying those are wrong or right um but like it's very difficult to debate people about issues you disagree with because they have a completely different set of like a frame of reference so like it's really Definitely, hard yeah. like everyone, the way, everyone has their own separate the lives different variables yeah and so it's really really hard to like like my dad is like a, a very liberal guy you know n always nude for a start which is just too much for me most of the time um but no he he's but he always gets into these arguments with with more conservative people and he he yeah. just doesn't quite get like the whole like he'll say something to them and he's really he's really good at doing his research and like all this sort of stuff and saying like this like giving evidence and stuff but like he still doesn't win these people over that he's arguing with because like that's not yeah. how you win a person over who has a different opinion to you you you, you have to try and work yeah. out how they think and present a concept to them in the way that they see it and, and that's really difficult and that's why we have so Definitely, much division yeah. i think and that's why why tribalism is bad because it naturally stops that analysis from happening and and yeah. like essentially if I you think... want to beat someone in an argument you need to understand how they're going to re yeah. rebu rebuke you like you so... can't attack it which we're all guilty of doing, yeah. uh, especially yeah. Alex Smith, which is when something yeah. is wrong and you're presented that thing as wrong, Smith, you're more likely to say, that's fucking stupid and I can't believe you think that. <laughs> Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what, me? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard to like to try and convince somebody like because sometimes it's just so hard to understand a person's And by that point you probably like, already tried to do it a million times to a million people and this person's yeah. unfortunately come across you when you're already at your wits end with this situation or the the topic that you're speaking about is like you don't fucking know this already I've been through this countless times. Yeah. etc. Well, it's weird because obviously yeah. sometimes when you see these things and I, I said it last time but like and you want to say something you want to say something about it but you need to kind of step back and think who am I saying that to does anyone give a shit about my opinion about that specific thing and am I going to change anyone's mind I'm probably not going to change anyone's mind but like when you read you know other presidents encouraging people to you know drink bleach or whatever it was you, you lose your mind but there's nothing you can really do to change other people's opinion if someone goes well I, I'm going to do exactly what he says it's like how am I going to convince that person otherwise? They've already been indoctrinated to this thing probably years earlier. You can't just go, oh, don't do, don't do what he says. It's like, don't listen to this man. It's like, they trust them already. Like, you, it's a very hard argument to fight against, um, even though it seems also, blindingly obvious in some scenarios. Yeah. I think it's also important to kind of check yourself now and again uh, because mm. sometimes you get yeah. the problem is the fact that you think you're so sure of yourself that you are correct then it's stupid and ridiculous that someone else would have this other opinion when i so clearly know that what is right and wrong and you're coming from your position i already made my assumptions about you being wrong based on who you are and what you're doing that's when you need to check yourself and realize that yeah. oh fuck am i just being that person that everyone <laughs> says is that guy you know uh, i think that's yeah. also important um but it's hard like every conversation that has opposites creates emotion and emotion uh muddies a good argument and a good discourse and a good discussion and that's where it always yeah. ends up with is why there's fucking violence and shit is because that's emotion being the driving force behind dialogue so yeah, yeah it's, it's hard or childish I think everyone needs a shot color you know unleashed dog law shot color I mean, even bringing it to like more kind of pettier things or like more kind of, I don't know, things within our realm. I mean, I don't know if you, any of you have paid attention to this um, kind of argument between Ethan from H3H3 and uh, Keemstar at all. Have either of you paid I attention to I had a whiff that? of it, but I haven't, enga- I haven't really engaged with it. I've had yeah, to I, I saw a little no, bit. Yeah, so obviously, <laughs> years before, obviously, um, I- iDubs made a content cop on Keemstar, just- right? And obviously, Keemstar's done countless things that are just just awful and horrible and nasty and whatever mm-hmm. um, and have you know driven people mm-hmm. to do all sorts of different things um, and that was basically his argument um, but you see these two kind of sides where it's like you're not going to win against somebody who literally is using this to you know if anything fuel them Any you're, 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 you're helping publicity. them out more it's yeah. literally and, and we've, yeah. Like, we've, yeah we've discussed that again and it's just like you're not going to win that battle because they're always going to win because they enjoy that you're not, you're not taking the, them down by using yeah, facts it, and using obvious statements before. people will yeah. always stand by them They've, they've gone through the shit before. Like, they've been called out multiple times, and they fucking yeah. revel in it. Yeah. H3H3 should know better than that to not give him the notoriety they do he know wants. They, but they, you know, you know H3, the, the H3 family live in, like, a $3 million mansion, right? Like, like the, the H3 yeah, yeah. guys are experts at making what they do look gonzo, but they are very much in the same racket the the keemstar is in mm. this this news generating it's, racket it's, it's generating um, popularity and notoriety and eyes on them as well so yeah they're buying into it i guess yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's all just back and forth fuck fest you suck my dick i'll suck yours it's like the yeah. youtube um, mm. boxing fiasco it's the same deal it's just people yeah. collabing in ways that make things exciting they're just really good at making it relevant 
He's not um, doing anything hmm. good or divine or calling anyone out for the good of the YouTubes. He's doing it because he knows it's going to yeah. be a fucking good story for his podcast. That's ultimately yeah, yeah. what he's doing it for. Like, and people need but, to not take yeah, sides like before. Like, it's like, yeah, tell him, <laughs> Keemstar, out yeah, him, this, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and this exactly. is why, like, this idolatry and, and fanaticism over people, especially in, like, YouTube and Instagram and, and influencer spheres in general, this is something that I've always, we've spoke, spoke about this before, and I've always struggled with it, is it's, I don't want to say it's an imposter feeling because I don't feel like an imposter. I don't feel that, like, I am lesser than anyone around me. It's more the understanding that you're part of something that is, a little bit nefarious and a, and a little bit like people shouldn't put people on pedestals in general i think like sure like yeah you know like it's great to celebrate people's success and and when we have technological and medical advancements and all that sort of stuff brilliant um but at the same time i think it's dangerous to put anyone on a pedestal because they are not a perfect person and h3 h3 is an example of this where they have like a cult like following um and mm -hmm. like it, 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 I, it's 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 a story. Yeah. Both I, of them have had idolatry is a sin for a reason. Together, it's just yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Be inspired by people who don't put on a so pedestal. Just basically clashing, just yeah, clashing fan but groups. Also, like you got to be careful yeah. with the fucking ban hammer as well, because cancel culture is also is as extremely toxic as calling <laughs> yeah. out the drama as well. Like you get the people yeah. that then go on a crusade of like, well, if this person is an awful person. Let's make sure they are never heard again and that they have no prospects mm -hmm. in the future ever again. Again, this is another black and yeah. white mentality of they've done a single wrong and therefore they are now stamped and marked and brandished as an awful person for the rest of their lives, which is just mm -hmm. the worst. Anything can be taken out of context. Anyone can go back through a log of like 10 years of history on the internet and find something that can destroy a person. And that's, that's very dangerous <laughs> yeah but it's more of the case of like look keemstar's an asshole war is wet it's kind of it's, yeah. it's been like that since since he's been on the platform i don't feel like yeah. i feel like bringing it back up again and trying to take him down or whatever is just building him up again and that's yeah you know kind of the opposite thing that you assume that they're trying to achieve from doing it um a lot of people were yeah. annoyed because he was go like going after his sponsor or whatever and but ultimately is the sponsor's decision to sponsor whoever they deem fit to do so if a you know if a major league you know if a football player you know goes off and does something horrific they're going to lose their sponsors that's just how that works and um yeah yeah it's Temporarily. just i feel like i wonder I how much of responsibility falls on like companies like twitter or youtube and stuff for giving these giant people like these people these massive platforms to cause some damage on like how that's much problem i mean obviously that, free that's, speech is that to do with freedoms or is it like yeah you know at what point do you step line? in yeah, exactly. Well, freedom freedom to say things is one thing, but actively promoting people is another, right? So on a, on a, on a platform right. that is quickly becoming, like like I've said before, social media and communication, online communication platforms are, I think, becoming a human right um, and a civil right. And so when those things are controlled and shaped in a way that is causing other people to see something more often, then you, you've got to admit that there's a form of propaganda or not necessarily to, in order yeah. to create some sort of effect but like when you see something promoted by youtube and like their twitter replies to it or something that is you know retweets equal endorsement like yeah. and so therefore yeah. it's a statement that this person or this thing is representative of how we think um and therefore mm -hmm. 
like that's how you should think really is what that's saying um that values the idea that, there was like, a twitter post sponsored by scientology hmm. oh <laughs> exactly media is like we we've oh. very very quickly gone from a, from, from a format and a media and a website that is about creating personalized media and sharing it with other individuals to um something that looks nothing like that 10 years later like this is the thing like like it's it's changed it's completely changed like and this is why people are constantly looking for new platforms because they're constantly trying to rediscover that feeling of nobody else is here but me and my audience but in reality yeah. that audience is now a mass of of directed signals inputs and outputs and stuff it's yeah it's really fucking crazy uh, that's um, what i was trying to say about cancel culture it's not necessarily i wasn't talking about the dangerous effects of cancel culture because it's not proven whether mm. it's effective or not i say cancel culture mm -hmm. is dangerous to the people that get wrapped up in it because it's very easy yeah. to then tarnish this person with thoughts and opinions of other people that he's a terrible or they're a mm. terrible person and for you to believe and assume such a thing based on not really much evidence other than what you've been told yeah by various drama channels or whatever. It's it's more about that uh, than what mm. the cancel culture actually does. Um, it's mm. just it's like, like don't a lawyer buy building into a case it. In just don't care. Some don't care so much. Yeah. But uh, yeah. when, once you have these massive followings, you can easily can, you know, dogpile on certain you know, people you don't like or companies you don't like or whatever. Yeah. And it, I wonder how dangerous that is. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's, it's, uh, there's probably examples of horrendous stuff happening already, but... I mean, if you have a massive platform, you suddenly you decide you fucking hate Coke over Pepsi or some shit, and you wanted to, you know, take them down or kind of. Hold on, know. Ross. This isn't sounding familiar. I mean, there's. Is, is this you? <laughs> it does sound familiar. Your Pepsi um, Max campaign. Just, it sounds. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get a close up on that. Let's see. Just got to fulfill our sponsors. How did it taste? Does it make you feel refreshed? Wow. Do you feel like more switched on? It's actually a little bit flat. I wasn't drinking this before. And there's a little <laughs> bit. This is just a dead one. This is a dead oh. one you left mm. on your... Even when it's flat, you know it's fantastic. Right Ross has picked up a can of Pepsi Max. If only. It's just literally just right there. Right there. No, Let's go get another slab on the back. This podcast is still not sponsored. Pepsi have dropped one us. Day. Uh, oh, they've dropped us. Dropped. Shit. Fuck. I wasn't holding they the can properly. Us. Fuck's sake. Well, you said it was flat as well. I recommend well, it is a little bit Eco flat, Plus yeah. Screen Cleaner. Um, when you I'm perfect, 30, sir. Eco Plus Screen Cleaner is all I reach for. Can you take it intravenously, please? <laughs> That's the only way I like to take things these days. Wow, big it's thumbs good. up. The taste is good. Uh, yeah, he'll, he won't um, drink it I do have again, some sorry. funny news if you want to move on. Fuck. <laughs> We almost yeah, lost that one too. Yeah, go on. We can do funny news. Right. <clears throat> I'm just going to read this. I just realized something. Mum, I'm not recording my audacity on. right now. Is that an issue? No, it's going to be such a clean oh, shit, audio from video. It's going to be fine. Cool. We'll take, we'll, All right, go we'll on. Take funny news. Well, I don't know why we didn't do that. Um, but yeah, okay. Funny <laughs> news. Uh, Mum loves showering with daughter, 19, each morning and says it's best way to start day. Uh, a mother in uh, 19, wow. and this isn't a porno. I'm not reading this from a porno. This isn't. She's genuine, and there's a video. Ross, you got this from the. I'm amazed she's got 19 daughters. It's, awful, it's an awful place, try. I know, but it's a story. Daughter 19 isn't a particularly kind of creative funny. name for your daughter. Are patrons available? No. So you know. Why didn't they say the age of the mum? Why didn't they say, you know, mum, 40 love, love or 55? Daughter, 19. Best way to start day. I mean, sure. I mean, that looks pretty kinky. I'm not going to lie. 
Like so, I've seen oh, videos Jesus. like this. Okay, right. What? When you're young, your parents help you do almost anything, including bathing and washing your hair. But as you grow older, you become more independent and they're able to do these tasks on your own. How much older, though? Like, where's the cutoff? What year do you think is the cutoff for your mum showering you? Come on. Do we have, a, do um, we have an age? Six? Three, five? Four? Three or four? Yeah, three, three okay. four, five, like, at most. Like, young. Yeah, young. I've, I honestly have no reference point. I don't know. You remember way back in for two when you were three. So when did your mum start, stop showering you, Smith? Yeah. Um, well, I was more of a bath kid. I had a lot of I had a lot of baths. I didn't really shower until I was baths. a bit older. Um, yeah, a lot of baths. We didn't have yeah, a shower fair, fair, installed fair. until I was like 12, 13, I think. Who <laughs> okay. says my mum would just lower oh. me into a stream via a rope? Oh, it's grim up north. It's grim <laughs> up north. Was that a well? <laughs> yeah, a very <laughs> different, living, a well. different living. Different <laughs> living. Um, the 55-year-old parent um, known as Mary. Uh, appeared yeah. on TLC's reality sh TV show, Smothered. Uh, the M is capitalized in that. Smothered. Yeah. Uh, where she admitted to showering with her teenage daughter, Brittany, each morning. Uh, Mary and Brittany live together in Jensen Beach. It literally sounds like I'm reading a porno, though. Like, that intro is like... I mean, not that you there's been... I mean, it's not many uh, I've, I've read recently. This feels... It's normally just this a, feels, a, thumb, a dirty thumbnail. Yeah, it feels yeah. less healthy than you'd think i don't know i'm all for it, open states of yeah. mind and like i mean if that was a sex cult i wouldn't bat an eyelid at it but it's not a sex cult <laughs> it's just two people living oh, together it's just a, cult. Uh, a mother and a daughter <laughs> showering with each other i mean maybe they're like super like impoverished so they can only afford Close. to have one shower a day and again i can sympathize with that um, go for it um but i just don't, I don't think, think it's, it's that, that situation far. honestly I'm willing to give them. Yeah. I'm willing to write them all the excuses they can have but i just don't think it is that situation it's like that simpsons episode where bart chooses not to shower anymore because they're trying to save money and marge is like there's other ways yeah. we can save money first uh <laughs> that's a porno as well isn't it he's been clicking yeah, on his marge Simpson porno ads loads of that online oh not the gifts and the not sidebar gifts yeah 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 marge simpson peter griffin <laughs> for some reason the nice. show cross collabs with shows and stuff i don't know what that's peter about. griffin yeah. getting pegged by maggie <laughs> but if you oh maggie. I, mean, I feel like Maggie, why oh, is she there? God. She's using the dummy goes, to apparently. peg him. Oh my god. <laughs> oh me. my god. The cartoons, Troll, it's hand drawn, it's art. Chill out. <sighs> yeah. Okay, right. well, I'll, I'll move on from that story to something a bit more Someone palatable. Someone had to draw it. Um, okay, so this. Here's the headline for this one Mum drinks sperm smoothies to fight off coronavirus. That just sounds like an excuse. Huh? Mum makes sperm smoothies. A mother is always mums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it always mums? And hands it to daughter in shower. <laughs> a mother of two believes that drinking smoothies with a shot of sperm have helped to, uh, to boost her immune system and is helping prevent coronavirus. Um, her Ross, this Tracy is from the Metro. It is from the Metro. <laughs> oh, it's still a story. I mean, it's still a funny again, story. From this range, she looks like an attractive person, Trot. This is just news sites using porn affiliation to get more clicks. This is all it is. That's this is exactly the same right. fetish you have That's on Pornhub. Where you... Yes, this is the same, same fetish on Pornhub where everything is now stepmom stuff. Now they're doing oh, it with so this. Oh, yeah, but she does look a bit of sperm in her drink. <laughs> this is for like those kind of people and us to be outraged. Also, I don't think, I don't think a doctor has come by to test this out. I don't think this has been no. tested. It says here, she says um, she's not had the uh, cold or a flu for three years because of a concoction, which is made using donations from her boyfriend. 
And Direct she takes three correlation. shots a week, guys. It's gotta be the jizz uh, smoothie. It's gotta be. She found a free and like... vegan-friendly alternative method to boost the body's immune system. Free and vegan. I, it's fucked up. It's not she so puts free on because face you have to keep skin. your I mean, husband alive because that's where you get the product from. <laughs> well, you think he, she's just got him on a table, milking him? Like a, yeah, <laughs> like a milk farm. <laughs> He's hooked up. He's hooked up and he can't escape. He's all tied up. He's pinned there. He's got machines. He's been injected Possibly to stay milky. very virile all the time. <laughs> he's hot still. Uh, when, when, when he's away, she, she, she freezes his sperm when, when he's away so she can have an ice cube tray. Oh, that's good. Jason. Is sperm yeah. so vegan when it's technically smoothies. a protein that is a living organism? Oh, yeah, but like, I guess it depends. Isn't it ve it's, it's only if the animal isn't being tortured in any way, right? Yeah, but this guy's strung up and he's got injections and yeah, but he, uh, is he an adapter on his penis. I don't think he's having it. No, he's been sucked <laughs> he's dry. Got like, he's literally got his udder suckers on his on his cock. It's like <laughs> yeah, that, and his nuts the mother's are these milk. tiny little like raisins, just little raisin nuts. Yeah, they've been uh, absolutely destroyed. Yeah, he's careful. Anyway, I don't know if that's actually a thing because when you look at the pictures, I mean, it seems like it is just it's it's just a porn story. If anything, again. Why is it with uh, these? I mean, to be fair, all the other stories are depressing coronavirus ones. So, like, I mean, it's hard to find anything funny these days. Apparently, yeah. a Thai massage shop is reopening soon from the waist down only. Why is that? <laughs> what? What? Why is the waist down any different? Like, you're still fucking within two meters of them. You're touching someone. Why do they have to stay oh, at the waist news. down only? You can't get coronavirus. You'll be able to get your ass that. massages Dick. again. Chot loves an ass cheek yeah. massage. Uh, <laughs> So what's the name of this massage? My name is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> the name of massage. My name is, what, what was, was it? Ling? I can't remember what her name was. Ping? <laughs> is it Ping? I can't remember. I didn't find these news stories watching pornography. Lek. The porn is in the story. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. How, well, how were our hands, though, more okay. importantly? And uh, um, why are you going to town on my bare ass? Um... It's one of those like painful but soothing massages. Didn't wear pants. I yeah. didn't know. You guys got given pants. Well, yeah. Um, well, we didn't want to make it weird. We put the pants on and we held hands. Oh, okay. Nice. Those pants barely fit. They were so thin. I feel like if I bent oh. over, they would have torn open. Was that the intention? <laughs> yeah. Was that what? Yeah. Popping ass, happen? though, Ross. You got if a I shelf. Rip, rip it open oh, yeah. like a bag of onions. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, see what's inside. <laughs> Bust through the mesh. Wow. <laughs> the perfect hair. They, Holy yeah, shit. they were they were tiny little pants at the time. Uh, but my mouth, my they didn't massage my ass, so maybe I missed Shame. out. I feel like I missed yeah. out. Shame. Um, yeah. There was another story that I that I think I got from last time, which was man agreed to pay prostitute with hamburger. Uh, a New Mexico man is facing charges after police said he agreed to pay an undercover officer posing as a prostitute with a hamburger. Wow. I mean, I don't know how that was bartered down to a hamburger, but uh, it says according maybe, to a criminal complaint, 36-year-old... Uh, maybe. Maybe they said, uh, pay me a hamburger. He approached the undercover officer while riding his bike and asked her how much she charged. When Calderon said he didn't get paid until Friday, the officer said, oh, the officer said he could pay with his burger, and he agreed. <laughs> that feels like it was, a it was in jest, almost. It feels like if you go up to someone and go, how much did you charge? Do you really expect them to go, well, let's start dealing the business does start going down to numbers because 
Just because you've got a hamburger in your hand. They accepted it. That seems like entrapment. Does it not? The officer's accepting uh, whatever's in the guy's hands as a form of payment for prostitution. <laughs> then arrest him. It does him. certainly feel like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, but yeah, I mean, they, they got the right guy. because it... <laughs> Yeah, literally. Like, what the fuck? And it's like, oh, God, they, they, they got me here. I gave her the burger. Bam, arrested. Turns out, though, uh, he it. was already a registered sex oh, offender. So it was fine. Oh. It was a good, it was, it was a good thing. <laughs> so oh. it's fine. They arrested the right guy. It wasn't just right. a simple. Bait <laughs> There's more to it. Entrapment's okay There's now, right? Entrapment's okay now. Now we know it's a sex offender. Entrapment's okay, okay now. Right? That yeah. apparently so. It's yeah, a weird double standard. So. It's a weird double standard, but it is weird. I stand by yeah. it. You know? it's just a. It really does fit with his previous crimes. So, I mean, it's just like, well, I mean, is he going around it asking does. everyone on his bike for how much they charge? If a man came up to Maybe. you and said, how much do you charge while he's on his bike? Would you laugh at him or would you start looking around for nearby possessions to say what you could pay for with? I'd laugh at well, that give me the bike, guy. Mate, and, um... I'd, live, I'd laugh at that guy because he's 32. We're all pedaling around asking people with how much they charge for sex. He's that 36. Would be an odd... no, he's 36, but yeah. 36, sorry. Um, sorry, it's yeah, Freudian. I thought I was thinking about me years. then for a second. Um, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I've been out on the bike so much recently, uh. boys? Hello. It's self-powered. You're not I'm retired. Right? Yeah, he's got a, hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> got a lot of hamburgers on him. Like, Weird. He's getting yeah. delivery coming around. How many? How many? Just I've got a sack here. Burgers. Couple burgers. Yeah. Sweet. God. Um, but only waist down. Yeah, that's probably all the funny news I've got. Okay. Well, I think that's plenty because we're oh, at fuck. 1 hour 23. Yeah. It's been a bumper wow. episode. Oh, God. It's okay. a bumper. Wow, big one. Bumper episode. Did not look at the uh, time. Well, thank it's like you. Beano bumper edition, hardback. All the Beano, six Beanos in one. Six Beanos in one Sorry, annual I, edition. Did, did you know hardback there were two Dennis cover. Menaces? Yeah, I saw I this, read yesterday. this yesterday. Yeah. Did you read that article as well? Yeah. I didn't really, and I made it at the exact same time, but two different characters called Dennis the Menace. One American. So yeah, in the, U, uh, in the, the UK, UK and in the US, two separate artists came up with a similar character called Dem Dennis the Menace, and That's modern crazy. Beanos. Dennis is actually the son of the Dennis depicted in the earlier Beanos. There's like a time gap. It's mental. So, you know, really oh. get into that Dennis I've the Menace lore. Yeah. No? God, yeah, right, you've really okay. kept up with that. Fair play. Fuck. Yeah. Crazy. He's getting the dandy every week. Strauss is crazy. I love the dandy. What is crazy? Our Patreon Drop, supporters. The, the people that are willing to just... Wow. They are crazy. Drop, paying for this. Paying for this bullshit. Well, thank you for keeping this alive. Uh, we really do appreciate yeah. it. This podcast doesn't have any sponsorship right now. I mean, we're working on it, but right now it's you guys keeping yeah. us aloft. So if, you, if you're interested, you'll be credited at the end of the YouTube video. We do have YouTube as well if you want mm -hmm. to see our faces and the articles we look at. Uh, it's the Hat Chat mm -hmm. podcast on YouTube. Um, and it's also mm -hmm. on Rooster Teeth now, which is exciting. Uh, so if you're on Rooster Teeth and you want to see more of our content, have a look at our YouTube stuff once you run out of stuff on Rooster There's Teeth. There's a bit up there. Yeah, there's a little bit up there. Give it some views. Make them go, wow, these Hat Films guys are really popular on our platform. Wow. We should leave pay a them comment for more that's content. Like, wow. God, these guys are great. They need what? a bigger uh, American audience. Yeah. Yeah. That would You're be right. Completely wow. agree. And maybe if I'd you're musically like, minded. Wow. Wow. Musically minded. You're gone. Send yeah. a fingle and you could be featured at the start of our Hat Chat podcast, yes. that email just down there. It's hatchat at hat-films.com. There you go. Right, fan jiggle. Do that. 
and uh, we'll, we might feature it if it's really good. If it's shit, though, yeah, probably not. We're not doing it. Stays in the inbox. Not doing it. Stays in the inbox. I think that I've got yeah. a very sensitive ear. It's, it's good for them that we don't play it as well, right? Yeah, a fingal is is a jingle. Yeah that's made at the start that's mm. what it is so it's a fan jingle it's a fan jingle yeah. or we were thinking of fangle as well fangle. but fingle jangle. has has stayed around yeah well jingle makes What's more sense jangle? than jangle the f- so <laughs> yeah the fingle fingle fan jingle fingle fangle yeah fan jingle what the fuck like, what is it what is the one Go we use yourself. we use fingle don't we fingle yeah. we use fingle, fingle my asshole we use fingle yeah yeah fingle it just works fingle, with fingle, fingle my podcast fingle my podcast yeah yes well uh we'll be back in two weeks with more hat chat until then please enjoy indeed uh your weekend and we'll see you in a couple of weeks time or daily stay on safe. our live streams stay alert thank you stay alert mm-hmm. uh yeah. look out for that yeah. coronavirus it'll get you look out Bye, for everybody it. it's around <laughs> Bye.